Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a this summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, by the book listeners, Kristen here. Did you know that you can receive a weekly by the book affirmation mini-sode plus the rules of every book that we've lived by? It's easy. All you have to do is become a member of our Patreon community. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash listen to buy the book. Again, that's patreon.com slash listen to buy the book, or just look at the episode description from today's show. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. It has been one week since we lived by Steal Like an Artist. And you know what that means. Why, I believe it means it is time for a Buy the Book mini episode. You stole the words right out of my mouth. Well, that's because I'm an artist. <laughs> That's right. It's time for another By the Book epilogue. And this week, we are looking at the aftermath of living by Austin Cleon's Steal Like an Artist. And we got a ton of mail from all of you out there. Mm -hmm. Wow. You guys, a lot of you have read this book. First of all, let's get to some of you because a lot of you really like this book and you like Austin Cleon's related work as well. Yeah, uh, Michelle says, I adore this book and share it every year with my elementary age art students. Oh, that is such a great idea. I love that. Although part of me is like, are we just elementary 
age podcasters then if we're living by this book? I would embrace that idea if we were, because I feel like elementary age kids are just on the verge of starting to get worried of like being legitimate, being unique, being this, being that. And um, it's nice if you can nip that in the bud and just say, be whatever you want. Right. Copy this as practice. That's fine. No, I love that that is an introduction to art. Like, acknowledging the obvious. Like, we learn from other people, we copy other people, and that's how we, like, create our own views and aesthetics. Yeah. Almost every little kid I know, including myself, when we were starting out, that's how we learned how to draw pictures, was by copying oh, totally. pictures, right? Likewise with writing. How do we learn how to write? By copying sentences that were already written out there for us on the chalkboard, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kelvin had this to say, I loved that this book was written in such a concise way. It's a rare book for me that right away I knew I would reread it one day. Yeah, it really gets to like the heart of the message succinctly and like in a visually appealing way. It is it is truly one of those books that is a delight to read. Yeah, and the fact that you really can if you want to reread it, uh, you can probably do that in half an hour. <laughs> That that just adds to the joy of it for, oh, totally. for the two of us, Jolenta, as two people who tend to read a lot of books that take many, many, many hours. As people who read lengthy books. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie says, I came across the author's blog and website a while ago, and I find his style so fun, creative, and most importantly, accessible. So I might have to give the book a read. Ah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Give it a chance. And and again, Melanie, it'll take you like half an hour. It won't right. be a big investment of your time. <laughs> it's just like a long blog scroll, basically, with like the best tidbits highlighted. Yes, 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 yes. Now, a lot of you, whether or not you've read the book, are totally on board with Austin Kleon's message to steal like an artist. We have lots of thieves. Yes. In our audience. Yes. <laughs> Steven says, I like that the author says nothing is created in a vacuum. I dabble in lots of kinds of art, music, and writing, and nearly always there are characteristics that we universally use to make good art. Pop songs use forms and similar chord progressions. Novels commonly follow a three-act structure or the hero's journey. Paintings and photographs have rules of composition to make things that are pleasing to the eye. And largely, we learn these things by copying the people who do it well. They are the giants we stand on the shoulders of. Though you have to take from a lot of sources and mix them up to be unique and yours. Yes. You know who was really good at that in the last few years? Hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my gosh, totally. He took this biography of Alexander Hamilton, and then he took elements of musical theater, and he took elements of his own life growing up in New York, Mm -hmm. and his love of rap and uh, slam poetry. I was going to say he takes spoken word art. Yeah. Yeah. Rap, hip-hop, very traditional musical theater. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And he puts his own spin with his own upbringing or his own, like, personal interests in it and his own heritage. And then all of a sudden we have this super unique piece of art that everyone's in love with. Steven, you sound like you might actually be Lin-Manuel Miranda in disguise. Steven, are you really Lin-Manuel Miranda? Lin, is this you in disguise? (laughs) You can tell us. You listen. (laughs) 
Tony writes, I knit, crochet, spin, and weave. Irrespective of whether I follow a pattern or not, my work is always a new thing as it's full of my mistakes and muscle interaction. My husband and I have discussed what makes an artist as initially he would not have included fiber arts in that due to the copying element. But honestly, why is taking influence from another human considered less valid than inspiration from a non-human anyway? Most religious art is fan art of religion. Same for landscapes of the natural environment and so on. Whoa. Whoa. There's a lot to unpack here, Tony. Or should I say unravel? Ah! <laughs> I have been spending so much time with Kristen. It's upsetting <laughs> that I'm making jokes like that. Um, no, I love that because, yeah, like following a pattern is like literally copying how someone came up with how to make something and they wrote it down and they're like, here's how to copy it. But you use your own yarn, not necessarily the exact yarn they use. It's a different gauge. Like, your hands work differently than the people who, you know, maybe came up with a pattern or who made that pattern yesterday. And, of course, like, it's still art. Uh, Courtney says, a lot of the time I'll be inspired by something and think it through first to create my own take on it. But if it's a new art form, I will copy and practice. Ah, uh, yes. That goes back to what I was saying earlier about, like, right. as a kid, how do you learn to draw a human figure? By copying human figures, right? Yeah. How do you learn to draw a house? By looking at your house and then drawing it usually just as a square with a triangle <laughs> for a roof and then one window, right? Mm -hmm. We just copy what we see. Yeah. It all, yeah, and it goes just back to like, yeah, when you learn, you need to copy more directly. When I'm learning like a new stitch or pattern, I copy the directions way more closely than when I feel comfortable with it. And I'm like, let's just free ball it over here. Yeah. Now, despite a lot of you liking this book, and uh, liking the book's philosophy, at least one listener out there feels differently about the book after hearing Jolenta How You and I Lived by It. Interesting. Interesting. Michelle says, I was so excited that you picked Austin Cleon's Steal Like an Artist. It's a favorite of mine that I've read several times. I'm so glad you both benefited from the book. I know I have. But I also appreciate your critique that the references Cleon used throughout the book skewed heavily towards quotes from white men. I do think he's been more intentional about diversity in other endeavors. I was a member of an online book club he curated, and seven out of the 12 books he selected over the course of the year were by women. At the time, I was stoked about what felt like equity. However, I realize now that I failed to notice that 11 of the 12 authors were white. Thanks for the reminder to keep expanding my frames of reference and to keep asking the question, who's invited to the party? Oh, I like your way of putting that, Michelle. Who's invited to the party? Yes. Yeah. And, um... I also have to say I like that Austin Kleon has been making efforts. Right, when people change. Yeah, none of us is perfect. There are so many things that we get wrong. Jolenta, you and I have gotten so much wrong just from season one of the show to the present in our own lives and on the show. Just from, yeah. like, waking up till now, like, a few hours later. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I admire anybody's efforts to do better and it sounds like he's trying. He's still not, you know, being perfect about it. But he, he's trying. And right. um, it, it's good to hear that. And it's good that, Michelle, you are constantly asking now, 
who's invited to the party. I, I love that question. That's how I'm going to frame it now, too. That's a nice way to put it, yeah, where it's like, we all just want to be invited, and I'm noticing only white people are invited. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but don't worry, you're invited back. And when we come back, we're going to hear your feedback about how we lived by the book. So stick around. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We are back with listener comments about Steel Like an Artist, and now... We have more specific questions and feedback for the two of us. Jolenta, let's start with you. Claire says, did I miss Jolenta saying she was or had been ill during recording this one? There's a sexy, raspy quality to her voice in this episode. Maybe it's just me. If so, I hope you're better, Jolenta. I was not ill, but funny you should notice that. Because I've been noticing it as well. And what happens is when I hang out at my mom's house too long, I start losing my voice because it's it's twofold. One, the apartment is bigger than mine. So, like, you just can't always necessarily hear people in every place of the apartment like I'm used to. So I do lots of, like, yelling to her and she can't hear and I, like, keep trying to yell. Uh, Second part is... She is clearly losing her hearing, whether or not she will admit it. So I just do tons of yelling when I hang out at my mom's place for too long, either because I'm trying to yell across the long distance or because my mom's making me, like, repeat something 20 times. So I often will get hoarse if I've been, like, staying at her place or hanging around her too long. Well, it sounds sultry. Thank you. Yeah, I've always had a good sick voice, a good raspy voice. It's like that episode of Friends where Phoebe has a great sick voice. Same deal. Next question comes from Steven. Jolenta, I need to see this tarot pillow. Where is it? Oh, Steven, it's not done yet. But I can still post a picture on Instagram. Yes. No, I can post a picture of the work in progress. I'm sorry. I was like, it'll be done by the time this airs. It's not done. I took a break and went through like a heavy coloring book phase for a minute. So like it got put on pause. 
I found this old British Bake Off coloring book that Brad got me years ago and, like, really needed to, like, demolish it. Oh, is Mary Berry in that one? No, it's just all, what it is is the illustrations that they'll put up of, like, when they describe, like, the person's bake, where they'll be like, so-and-so is planning on doing, like, a pavlova flavored with cardamom and lemon. It's all the illustrations from this illustrator. And then the illustrator also did, like, the tent in a few different scenarios. Oh, that's delightful. Can you post pictures of that, too? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I've also, well, I've been using it to, like, rage and, like, get out some of my frustration with the pandemic. So I've been, like, hand-lettering weird, like, sayings about, like, your new normal is, like, killing people and stuff (laughs) like that. So it's, like, this weird mixture of, like, really, like, intricately colored and bakes along with, like, me losing my mind about being still stuck inside during a pandemic when everyone else isn't. The world needs this, Jolenta. The world needs this. So, yeah, I'll dabble and post some of my art. I need to see that. The listeners need to see that. Please put that on Insta. Remind our listeners, our Instagram is at uh, by the, the book pod. pod. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get to feedback from you so we hear less about my weird craft spirals. <laughs> oh, this I also was interested in. Lauren wrote in to ask, Kristen, can you tell us more about this henna hair situation? Was it a full-on dye, or did you, like, brush henna onto gray strands? After listening to the episode, I want to try it myself. Well, Lauren, I um, apparently, ages ago, bought this henna from eBay. I don't even know if henna expires, but I found it in a drawer somewhere. And my sister has been using henna on her gray hairs for many, many years. My sister started going gray in her 20s, actually. And I didn't have that many gray hairs. I went from like a dozen to, I don't know, 50 or 100. So I guess to my sister, she was laughing. She's like, that's not gray hair. Right. I was like, I feel like I have more grays than you if you like looked closely. (laughs) But my sister walked me through it. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, mix it in a bowl, do this, wear gloves so your hands don't get stained, you know, put the Vaseline around the hairline, whatever. That's what I was going to ask. How do you make it so it doesn't stain your skin? You put Vaseline around your hairline. And, And then Dean helped me put it in. And most of the gray that's been coming in has been like the top of my head. And so Dean helped me get it all there. And then I put a big plastic bag on my head. And I posted a picture on Instagram of me with my plastic bag on my head, which was like a dry cleaning bag I found in the back of my closet. And then I'll try and steal it and repost it on the by the book Insta. Yeah, yeah. I, I look very glamorous in it. So this <laughs> is very the deep end. If anyone's watched that Hulu documentary, it's a bit old at this point. It's wild about a cult leader, but she has this like guy who hennas her hair for her. It's like very you and Dean. But like <gasps> that, you guys are like the healthy version. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I did that. And then um, as you may recall, in week one of Living by That Book, I also was giving uh, professional job referrals to friends. So I just sat there and I typed up letters of referral for a couple of hours while I had stuff on my hair. And that's what I did. And then you just rinse it out? Oh yeah. And then Dean rinsed it out and then muddy clumps of it kind of fell onto the bathroom rug. And then we had to launder the rug and the rug is stained now. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. It's a dye. I don't, I don't think I'm the best person to explain how to do this. Yeah, I bet there's some YouTube tutorials too. But it sounds like you got like most of the way there. It sounds like your sister got you most of the way there. Yeah, my sister said she has different tips to give me next time. She's she's going to up my henna game. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> All right. 
Up next, we have this from Sarah, who says, Kristen getting emotional talking about her mom and the Mall of America was just the validation I needed. Several years ago, my mom owned a store in a strip mall near where I still live. After her store closed, it became a donut shop that turned into my family's favorite. However, since my mom died... About one and a half years ago, I cry every time I go in there. I get emotional just driving by it. It doesn't help that the donut shop didn't repaint, so the walls are still the same vibrant colors. Thank you, Kristen. Sometimes it's just nice to know I'm not alone in these type of feelings. Oh, Sarah. Well, for me, it's been much longer than a year and a half, and I still get emotional about it. I hope that perhaps eventually maybe you'll turn a corner and maybe that donut shop will make you smile more than it makes you cry. At this point, um, when I go to the Mall of America every few years, my aunt is now a mall walker, and she takes great pride in walking around this mall and showing me the latest things. And um, I highly encourage you to listen to the episode of Eclipsed that I was on that kind of kicked off this whole thing about the mall and my mom and then the storytelling I eventually did. So there is obviously a cycle to grief. And for all of us, there's a different timeline with it and so on. And my wish, though, for you is that there is more sweetness than bitterness in time. That's what I hope for you. Mm, That's so sweet. Um, One last letter for Kristen. Marnie says, Kristen, can you please give us an update on the storytelling event? How did it go? I echo Marnie's sentiment. How'd it go? It went okay. I um <laughs> I, I that's her being modest, I bet. Dean was very fair in his feedback to me. He said when I did the run through with him, he thought I stuck the landing better than when I was in this event because it was very windy and my pages were blowing around and I lost my place. Uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about how weather would affect storytelling. That's a tough, like, added element, literal element. Uh Yes, yes. And so I did not stick the landing as well at the live event as I did when I did the read-through at home with Dean. At home, Dean thought it was very, very good. At the event, he thought it was okay. But people afterward came up to me, and they said it really touched them, and they thought it was a good story. They thought it was funny in the right moments. And then uh, I I do have to brag a little bit here. In addition to storytelling, there was a Midwestern cook-off. And I did win the prize for best use of bacon because I made (laughs) a potato pickle salad with bacon on top. And uh, I was the only one who used bacon in my dish, so I won automatically. Yes. I also love that that's a category in a Midwestern competition where it's like (laughs) best butter, best bacon. (laughs) Oh, gosh. There, there was um, the best tater tot hot dish of all time there, too. Oh. It was delicious. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. Tots alone are delicious. Let oh. put them in a hot dish. Get, you get that crispiness mixed with some other flavors. Oh, so good. Keep it coming. Oh, one thing I have to say, though, about, like, if you don't stick the landing at, like, a presentation or a talk compared to, like, when you gave it, you know, in a practice round— The best part is that usually the majority of your audience didn't see that first one, so they think you're sticking the ending this time. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that perspective, Jolenta. Like, only you and Dean know. Like, for them, that was their first experience, so, like, to them, you nailed it. 
That makes me feel better, Jolenta. Thank you. They don't know. And you are an award-winning live storyteller, so I will trust you when you say that. Oh, please. Everybody knows this, but if they don't, Jolenta is a Moth Story Slam winner, and she well-deserves that title. It was very fun. Yes. Hopefully everybody knows that already. (laughs) It's on my website still. (laughs) Let's change the subject. Yes, yes. Something that was a very hot topic on our Facebook group, the subject of procrastination. Because Kristen spent, I'd say, the first full week we live by this book, just procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Turns out she's not alone. Lots of you love procrastinating when you're faced with a daunting task. Yes. Anastasia says, I once cleaned the coils underneath the refrigerator (laughs) to avoid working on a paper. The paper was the final project in a two-year program, and I was so ready to be done with the program, but I just could not do it. It's so hard. I was recently staying at my mother's house and she knew I had work to do. And then she found me in like a storage room, like cleaning a spot on the floor. And she just came in and she's like, oh, you have writing to do? Because she knows like, (laughs) if I'm doing anything productive around the house, it must mean I like have an episode to write for or something. Oh my gosh. Well, you and your mom, you're not alone, Jolenta. Tony says, yes, I procrastinate, but people don't believe me as I mostly procrastinate or procrastinate clean, or procrastinate totally empty and rearrange cupboards. Productive-looking procrastination is significantly more socially acceptable, which is a touch BS. Oh, that's so true. Wow, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, I mean, if you are procrastinating by just watching reruns of shows that you grew up with. Yeah, that looks a lot different than like, I tried out this really intricate new recipe. And people are like, oh my gosh, look at you. And you're like in the background like, but I didn't do anything for that presentation this week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Michelle wrote in to say, as a recovering perfectionist, I am made of procrastination. I always tell myself it doesn't have to be that way, but that just doesn't help. I realized I'm just someone who needs deadlines, and I am also a big list maker. Oh, Michelle, I hear you there. I was going to say, Michelle, is this just Kristen? Because sounds just like me. Chris and I both love a deadline, and Kristen has, like, got lists upon lists and different docs and stuff. She's a list master. Yes, yes. And without a deadline, my God, those items on my list just get pushed to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. Yeah, I have some items on my list that every day I copy and paste to do tomorrow that I've been doing that with for, I kid you not, like six months now. Because those are the items that don't have deadlines. If it has a deadline, I'll do it. But those other ones, I'll do it tomorrow, next week, next month. Sometimes they do have a deadline, but I just ignore it until like I get a collection <laughs> agency letter. And I'm like, wow, should have paid that $100 bill. Living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says, I'm an ADHD procrastinator. So procrastination mm. is rarely productive. I do, however, use it to signal that my brain is trying to tell me something. Either I really don't want to do it or it seems too big and needs to be broken down into smaller steps, or I'm scared of it. For example, my cognitive behavioral therapy journaling. Oh, yeah. That's such a good call. Take procrastination as an indicator. Be like, hey, 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 something's up. Like, 
do I hate this? I need to call it off. Is this like sort of daunting and I need to chunk it up and put it into like more doable steps? Am I scared? Do I just need like a pep talk and to like maybe get a little help from a friend or like push myself a little bit? That's such a good way to look at procrastination. Because I think for me, when I start noticing I'm procrastinating, where I'm like, I don't need to be oiling the counters right now. (laughs) Like, I just start going, like, well, oh, you're you're a fuck up. Like, you can't even take care of your house until it's time to like do some other shit. And like, you're a mess. But instead of like taking it as a time to like beat myself up, take it as a time to like be like, ooh, 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 like alert, alert, like what's happening? Let's investigate. Ah, uh, Heather, so so wise. Maybe examine it rather than beat ourselves up about it. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to hear from some of you out there about your recent creative pursuits. And, of course, we're going to announce next week's book. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. We are back. And now we just want to shout out some of you and your awesome creative projects that you have been doing. Yes. Caroline says, I make origami. Oh, my God. Very impressive. After a discussion with a few friends about what to do with our Harry Potter books, I started making origami with them and donating the profits to two different trans organizations. If you're interested, you can go to origamiretreat.etsy.com. Caroline, this is amazing. I love this so much. Oh, what a way to like stick it to JK too. <laughs> love that. Oh, it's so great. Love it. That's so smart. Um, Jamie wrote in to say, after I started to get calls and texts from friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends to ask me behavioral questions about cats, I bit the bullet and started a podcast to have an easy-to-digest starting point for them. Check it out, anchor.fm slash cat lane. Oh, what a cute name, Jamie. I trust that means that, Jamie, you're an animal behavioralist? or Or at least, like, have had cats long enough that you know all the cats' ins and outs. Yeah, or maybe you work um, in some sort of cat world. Maybe you were a cat in a past life. Oh, yes, that's probably what it is. Maybe you starred in Cats on Broadway. Ooh, whoa. But you know that's when you have (laughs) to, like, do something, when, like, everyone is coming out of the woodwork 
like, because they barely know someone who knows you to ask you, like, advice. I mean, literally, that's why Kristen wrote a book about podcasting, because she was the person that everyone's friend, friend of friend, friend of friend of friend was talking to, to the point where it was like, just write it down. Yeah. And now, Jamie, you're giving it to the world. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Hope says, our new family business that we are still in the beginning stages of is specialty woodwork furniture and housewares. You can learn more at The Craftstronaut. What I a love cute that name. name. Oh my gosh. Please say that you're both astronauts and crafters. Yes, yes. Or that you like your specialty woodwork has to do with going to outer space. Ooh. That's a stretch, but. A girl can dream. Please say that you don't do woodwork in outer space because I think all of like the dust and wood grains would get into the machinery and that would cause a tragedy while you're in space. Or it would just all float away. Oh no, but if you're stuck, like I'm imagining like in a spacesuit, like out in the in the vastness oh, of space. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like sort yeah. of suspended. But if you're in a shuttle, yeah, don't do the woodworking in a shuttle. No, that would no. be a mess. No, only outside the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much to everyone who wrote in this week. Remember, we love hearing from you. You want to hear your thoughts on a mini episode? Write to us. We have a great private Facebook group that is always popping off. It's facebook.com slash group slash BTB pod. You can even post things in groups anonymously. So not only is it a private Facebook group, but you can post anonymously if you like want to ask like a hot question or like share some self-help tea, but don't want like the source to be known. Yes, do all that. And of course, you can always write us at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. And now Jolenta. It's time. It's the time when we announce next week's book. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Our, Our next, next book, book is... Unfuck Yourself, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life by Gary John Bishop. Oh, but what if I like fucking myself? What if I like being in my own head? And if I cannot fuck myself, who will? Listen next week to find out. And that is it for our mini episode of By the Book. Huge thank you to our amazing production team at Stitcher. We love them so much. Steal from those artists. Uh, Corinne <laughs> Wallace and Marcus Ham. Thank you also to Nate Wida. He composed our theme song. And the Rizzos, they performed our theme song. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read Steal Like an Artist. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. You can reach out to us on Twitter, at ByTheBookPod. And again, our Instagram is at by the book pod. And don't forget to rate us and review us. If you're listening right now, just look down at your little pod player. There's usually a way to quickly hit those five stars, write a little review. Love the show. Kristen and Jalanta are fun. Self-help is wild. Um, <laughs> it helps people find the show. Another way to help people find the show? Word of mouth. Tell a friend or two. Tell an artist you stole from. Tell everyone. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Stitcher. 
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.